Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It's time for the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. And I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of the show. His name is... Jesse, the baby brother, Wilson. Your baby brother now? I just took the which McElroy brother are you quiz. Mm-hmm. I got Griffin, the baby brother. Well, you are a baby brother. I am. I'm a baby brother as well. Mm-hmm. This is the Baby Brother Podcast brought to you by two little baby bros. Two little baby bros browing it up on the baby cage. That's what you call a crib. <laughs> the baby cage. Uh, yeah, I want to first of all thank Neil for submitting the very first fan intro to the show. All of Johnny Knoxville. So thank you, Neil, for doing that. Um, and Jesse, how's your week? Good. I woke up from a dream on Monday. Mm-hmm. I was having a dream that I was playing a board game with you and Levi and Jordy. Okay. And the game was played on a chessboard with it. chess pieces, mm-hmm. but it was like a strategy game, and the chess pieces, like the pieces, moved around completely different from chess. So we're playing that game from from the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> a little bit. Was it like battle and, chess? And um. I woke up from it and remembered some of the rules and wrote them down, so I kind of want to workshop mm-hmm, this crazy mm-hmm. weird game. Mm-hmm. The dream game. I love it, Jesse. So we'll do that at PAX. I'm excited about that. I've always wondered about that because from time to time, I will be dreaming and a, and I will dream a song that's like yeah. really super catchy. Right. And I don't know if it's just catchy because it's already literally like implanted in my subconscious, <laughs> but... I like sometimes I'll like wake up and I'll be like, "Damn, that was a catchy song." You gotta keep some sheet music by your bed. I just gotta keep a little recorder, right? And sing and do it. Yeah, no, by recorder I mean a uh, like one of those recorders you had in elementary school. Oh, right. The and little play it. Yeah, and go. Doo-doo. Lydia will love that. Yeah, that will, that will be a great awakening. <laughs> Dual meanings today on the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Uh, yeah, man, that sounds awesome. I love the dream stuff. I got to go to a, an awesome baseball game this week. Right, uh, your Marinaros are, like, going oh. to the playoffs. Oh, hopefully. They're tied right now for the... With whom? With the Yanks? Detroit Tigers, Uh-oh. who are on a major they're a good skid. Team, right? They are, but they're on a major skid. So, mm. Mariners won seven of eight. And yeah, Mariners are streaky. They're super streaky. I told you. So maybe they're streaking at the right time. How many games are left? Like less than 100 at this point? 44. Okay. So still like a butthole ton <laughs> of games. Yes. Uh, but it's kind of great because we're... I, so I went to the game on Monday night. Felix Hernandez pitched. Dominant pitching from him. Uh, and I was sitting in the King's Court section, which is like this section that you get like a free t-shirt and you get a card that has a big K on it. And they were gave out little K towels. And everybody was swinging them around. But the thing is, and I think I talked about this last time they were in town, the Blue Jays... Oh, your most hated of teams. I actually think that they are my most hated team now. I love that you hate the Blue Jays so much. They, the Canadian contingent. And, you know, I... So this is the thing. You know I don't have anything against Canadians. In fact, I love Canadians. Uh Uh-huh. But, for Christ's (laughs) sakes, don't go to somebody else's stadium. Buy half the seats... And cheer against the team. That's just bad. That's bad etiquette. It's but anti-Canadian. It's bad on 
the Mariners fans for allowing that to happen, though. Well, come on. I it's mean, not like the Niners can buy out half of the Seahawks games because the Seahawks fans buy up all the tickets. I get that, but I mean, there are only eight Seahawks home games. There are 81 Mariners home games. You can't expect us to sell them all out. We're not Boston, for Christ's sakes. Uh, yeah. The, the stadium holds 42,000 people. So anyway, the thing was like a near sellout. It's one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen at Safeco Field. And the Canadian fans were really getting on my nerves. They took an early lead. They were cheering. But then the Mariners came back and won 11 to 1. So it was beautiful. Oh, damn. Yeah, they destroyed. They destroyed. And like, there was, there was this one, the inning where they like scored seven runs. We, there was a thunderstorm and like lightning struck as Robinson Cano stepped up to the plate. And then he hit a double. And then they played thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah, ACDC. It was wonderful. Starts wailing. Uh, Here's what I love about your newfound hatred of the Blue Canadian Jays. interlopers. Uh huh. It has nothing to do with Canadians in general. Mm-mm. It's when Canadians do like a cultural takeover of your town. Exactly. Because I lived yeah. in Bellingham, Washington. Yeah. And um, it was right when the American dollar took a dump. Uh huh. And uh, during christmas season the canadians would storm the town and buy stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) they would just buy stuff and then like they wanted to get back to canada without a hassle from customs and have to like declare taxes on the stuff that they bought so they would tear all the tags off and throw the receipts in the bags in the parking lot and just bail just bail (laughs) it was like a ghost town yeah a a wasteland in the parking lot well this is the thing so like i'm walking through so i have my k card and it's all rolled up i have plenty of k cards i don't need any more of them so i kind of abuse this k card um but so i had it all rolled up and i had it like in my back pocket i was walking through the crowd trying to get a beer and all of a sudden i feel this tap on my shoulder Uh, and i turn around and there's this dude and he's like decked out full blue jay stuff (laughs) head to toe blue jays and and he just looks at me and he goes, hey, I think you dropped this. And he, like, handed me my K-card. And I was like, fucking Canadians, you're so goddamn nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, that, that would never, never happen, happen with any, an American sports fan. Like, any other baseball it was, like, game. a Raiders game or something. <laughs> any other any other baseball team, that, that would not happen. People would, like, try to literally stomp on it and try to smash it into the pavement. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a makeshift paper mache shiv. Yep, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, it's definitely a love hate. You know, you know, we love the the Hex Nineteen guys from yeah. Edmonton. No, uh, I still love Canada. I love Canada. We're going to Canada for my birthday, I think. Uh, Death Cab for Cuties last sh- show with Chris Walla is going to be happening in Victoria on my birthday. Sick. So, uh, and I will finally see my favorite band, Death Cab for Cutie. So, like Lydia and I, this weekend, You've we're never going, seen them. I've never seen them live. That surprises me. It's crazy because I'm such. I love Death Cab for Cutie. Like they're my favorite band of all time. I think it got to a point where it was like, I was almost scared to see them live. Oh, really? And then I was. He didn't like, want the letdown. Exactly. But now it's like this is the last chance to see the actual band, like in its entirety, live. So I got to go, and it's on my birthday, and it's in one of my favorite cities in the world, Victoria. So we're going to go get our enhanced driver's license this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so we can scoot back and forth between Canada and the U.S. So don't hate Canadians, just hate the Blue Jays. Right. And, so, And you don't even hate Blue Jays fans because they right. handed you your cake. Well, well, individually, I don't hate them, but as a group, I do hate them. <laughs> <laughs> individually, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to some listener feedback. Uh, Jesse, what are you drinking this week before we get to that? 
Oh man, I'm drinking free beer from work. I took a case of short fills, and it was nothing nice. but scotches and stouts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for this cold weather. <laughs> yeah, so I have just been like drinking these heavy beers, and it's been nice. Nice. I'm drinking an arrogant bastard, so I'm kind of right up there with you. There you go. Um, all right, let's get to some listener feedback. So, Michael McBride. Michael McBride. Am I saying his name right? McBride, I think. I get him mixed up with Danny McBride, and then I think it's like the same. Anyway, it is Michael McBride. He decided he was going to call us every day this week. And that is a noble pursuit, Michael. But we, unfortunately, we just don't have enough time to play all of them. Uh, but, but I wanted to play my favorite. He left us seven voicemails this week. It is a huge feat, Michael. I don't want to, I don't want to quelch your, your feet. It's a great feat. Uh, but, I, but we, but we, we got We got to keep the show tidy. So I'm going to play my favorite voicemail. This one came to us, uh, on day three, I believe. Um, so here it is. Michael McBride was day three of daily voicemails here. I was just thinking, I was really listening to episode 199 where my idea for the bald move movie, basically, you push it up with the paranormal, where you guys came up with the paranormal activity thing. And I still like, and you mentioned that you need to think about making a full movie treatment for us. So, I really still want to hear your full movie treatment of casting a shadow. Already, and also, um, I just was recently, recently, I uh, got into doing some more local beers, and apparently Dogfish had not too far from where I'm at, so I was uh, wondering what you guys thought about that. I kind of forgot that Michael becomes a voice box at the end of that. <laughs> I don't. He usually records these things at like five in the morning. So right. Um. So yeah, dude, that treatment for for casting a shadow. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get to that this episode, but I did want to tell people that there is the casting of the shadow official poster is up on the personal records Facebook page. Um. And I really think it's kind of crazy how much Seth Rogen looks like Aaron when you put Aaron's beer on beer on him in Photoshop. <laughs> it was kind of insane. It sort of looks like Aaron meets Osama bin Laden. Though. <laughs> oh, say run bin Laden. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's his uh, nom de plume for a different podcast. Oh, say run. I like it. <laughs> And yeah, man, Dogfish Head, I mean, I don't drink a lot of Dogfish Head, but I feel like they, like, rep the East Coast in terms of uh, craft beers. I know they were, like, uh, voted top craft beer uh, for a few years in a row. What do you think of Dogfish Head? Because they are Easters. They're East Coasters. I, it's kind of one of those things, like, when I bought a six-pack of Stone, Mm -hmm. and by the time I drank it, it, by the time it had gotten to me, it was already old and stale and oxidized. Like, mm. I don't think I can truly judge Dogfish Head until I get over to the East Coast and try it fresh and yeah. try it, you know, at the brewery. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reserving judgment. I'm with It's It's amazing to me, even doing something like going to Elysian here in Seattle and drinking an Elysian beer right off, right off the tap or... Going down to Deschutes, which is one of my favorite breweries, and trying their beers off the tap, it's just a completely different experience. Yeah. So yeah, and you never know, like, as a brewer um, and a cellarman, you do your best to 
you know, make the best beer, package it correctly, but once you put it on someone else's truck, it's out of your hands, and you don't know what they're doing with it. You don't know how long it's going to be unrefrigerated in the truck, getting hot, or right. how long it's going to sit around in a warehouse, and then once it is distributed, how long is it going to sit in the back of the grocery store, and then how long is it going to sit on the shelf at the grocery store waiting to get purchased? So there's right. just so many variables. Word up, yo. Uh, but yeah, Dogfish Head. I mean, they are, cut, and they had that show. Is it like Brewmasters or whatever? It's on Netflix. I still haven't seen that one. It's like Brewing USA. I don't know what it is. But much I've watched, like I've you and um, like you and your favorite band. Yes, I I find it like hard for me to watch shows about brewing and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. And plus, the know, guy comes off thing. as kind of like a fratty douche. So, but that's just my opinion. Who is? The guy who owns Dogfish Head. Oh, I read his book, and uh, I think he's a—he's not a bad guy. He's not a fratty dude. I don't think that he tries to be a bad guy. I just think I would—I would find him grating. He's just got a weird personality that's very uh, energetic. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a bunch of Blue Jays fans. <laughs> to be. <laughs> All right. Here's our next uh, voicemail. I believe this is from a new caller. Here it is. Hey Eric, hey Jesse, I'm uh, here, this is Will from Alabama, working outside, listening to your podcast, helps me get through the day a little bit someday, uh, just sweating my tail off down here, enjoying it, I just wanted to talk to you guys about a couple things, uh, maybe think about what you guys talking about in this last podcast, I want to talk to you guys about um, plaid hat games, I don't know, I don't Every single thing you've done, ever done, ever. I've been listening probably since the beginning of the year. It's probably been, it's been pretty awesome seven months, guys. But, uh, Plaid Hat Games. You guys ever played, uh, any games from that company? Really good company. Uh, the couple games that I've played from them I really like. And I was curious if you played their newest. Um, I really like that Summoner Wars game. I have most of the decks. Uh, I don't have any of the new stuff, but that's a really good two-player game, uh, that I really recommend you and Jesse trying out one time. It's fairly inexpensive in terms of uh, starting off, so you should try that out. But I want to hear if you've heard anything about uh, or played Mike and Mystic. And the other one is Dead of Winter. It sounds pretty cool. It's like a survival horror game, except for the whole thing is about, not really about the zombies, but about uh, accomplishing goals and working together as a team. And like individuals, from what I've heard, it's like individuals have conditions to win, but there's a group condition to win. And, you know, Everyone can win, and not one person can win. You're supposed to keep those personal goals hidden or something. I don't know. Sounds conniving and interesting. Good uh, five, you know, bigger group game. Sounds cool. Anyway, heading off to a Sweetwater uh, festival this weekend. Should be pretty awesome. Uh, again, it would be hope to call you back and tell you guys about that one. Anyway, stay arrogant and stay off my back. Bye. What is up, Will from Alabama? Get off my back, buddy. Love that southern drought, dude. I Will is uh, easily creeping toward my favorite accent. And now I'm now Roger. Don't worry about it, Roger Dotsy, <laughs> the dulcet drawl. I love it, but I just love I just love the the laid back nature. I feel like I was sipping a lemonade on a porch. Yeah, just yeah. That made me happy about that was him saying that he listens to podcasts while he works outside. Yeah, because I started listening to podcasts while I had an outside work job yeah and they really helped me get through the day so i'm glad that i can help 
do that for someone else. Not bad, Will. So anyway, um, Plaid Hat Games. I have not played any of the Plaid Hat Games, but all of them are really renowned, and I want to play them. I just haven't got... You know, board games are kind of one of those tough things, um, especially yeah. for me, because like I I really don't want to spend more than $50 on a board game. And uh, and that's it's a little irrational, because if you look at cost per play or cost per hour... It it's always so small with board games, especially really good ones. But it's just so hard for me to make that initial fifty plus dollar investment. So most of the board games that I buy are in the twenty five to forty dollar range. Um, and when you're talking about Mice and Mystics, which is a game that I just hear so many great things about, that's that's one of those more expensive games. And Dead of Winter just came out, just dropped. I mean, that's a fifty dollar game. Um, but I've, I've watched some playthroughs of Dead of Winter and I definitely want to try it out. It's got one of the, it's got one of a cool, cool, uh, it's got a cool type of, um, event in it. And it's kind of what the game is advertised around is that like, as certain things will occur, it's kind of like an Arkham Horror type of thing where you're exploring different buildings, trying to find food and stuff during a zombie apocalypse. <clears throat> but as different things occur, you'll get a card and that card is, is personally, um, secret to you but it has a condition on it so like if someone enters this building or if someone runs out of food then this event happens so you're the only person who knows that event's going to happen but uh, you're also the keeper of that event so it, you know it, it kind of spurs more story elements uh, spinning off of it which sounds very arkham horror-esque um i just don't know about zombie games dude i just feel like the zombie genre is a little played out yeah, the whole zombie game thing kind of turns me off immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm just not really that interested in more zombie media in general. Yeah, and if we're doing, um, if we're doing uh, a survival horror, we have Arkham Horror. That's our survival horror game. <laughs> it took it only took us like four years to learn all the rules to that one. I don't want to break out <laughs> anything else. <laughs> but thank you so much for calling, Will, and uh, stay cold down there in Alabama. Um, love the American Heartland calling in on this on this show uh what else we got here oh new voicemail um i don't think i even pre-listened to this one so this is an adventure let's go on it together hey guys jesse and eric this is kevin in austin i've called in maybe a few times i don't know it's been a while anyway i was walking my dog on the trail still aim and i've been assailed by horse flies i don't know if you guys have those up in the pacific northwest but they're quite a nuisance down here. I'm almost out of breath, running, throwing my arms about, trying to keep them off me. Anytime I stop flailing or running, they're biting my back, and it's pissing me off. I can't enjoy my walk with the dog because I'm being assailed by hyenas of the air. And uh, I was wondering if you guys dealt with those, like I already said. Because previously you guys had mentioned... Um, wasps being wolves of the air. So, I'm thinking that horseflies are the hyenas of the air. Mm. Discuss amongst yourself if you like. Stay <laughs> arrogant and get off my turtle back. Get off my turtle back. Uh, turtle Kevin. back? Yeah. I think that's like a Nickelback cover band with Ninja Turtles. Mmm, sounds awesome. So, I, my favorite thing about this voicemail, about Kevin's voicemail here, is I'm pretty sure I know how this whole thing happened. Like, horseflies attacking him, biting him on the back. So he slaps at it, says, get off my back, then says, I need to call personal arrogance and tell him about it. <laughs> get off my back, horseflies. 
love uh, it. Yeah, I, and I also love it. I think we should go with it. Um, the hyenas I've of the air. Never, I don't think I've ever experienced a horsefly. You've never experienced a horsefly, really? We don't they're around. Really, we don't get them here. There's not a ton of them, but they're around. Do they, they bite around. you? Um, yeah, I've never dog. been bitten by a fly. I've been bitten by a horsefly for sure. It hurts. Huh. Like it's not like a mosquito bite. Like horseflies bite you, and you know it. Yeah, like a tick or something. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you know ticks that well. I got bit by ticks. Okay, good. Did it hurt? <laughs> yeah, a lot, and it hurt for days. Yeah, horseflies hurt initially, because that's what they do. They literally cut your skin until you bleed, and then they drink the blood. They're not like mosquitoes who drill. Drill, baby, drill. They're just like, you know, fracking. <laughs> they're fracking, they're like hydrofracking your yeah, skin. Yeah, they're hydrofracking your skin. <laughs> So, uh, so anyway, yeah, man, horseflies, especially over in eastern Washington, but basically anytime you're around livestock, you're going to have horseflies. So, oh. anyway, uh, well, I, western oh. Washington is like the cradle mm-hmm. of America, I think. It's just so gentle over here. It's very gentle. We, all we have is earthquakes and volcanoes. Yeah. And the thing that kills you is like the goats. The goats, motherfucker. If it, and yeah. Just stay away from the goats and you're good. Yeah, just stay away from the goats. There's no Irukandji. There's no sharks. This ain't no shark week. <laughs> there's no sharks in the Puget Sound. There I are never... sharks. There are sharks. They're like dogfish. Not about that. There's, they're, they're, they're like dogfish, but they're not like... There's little sharks. Yeah, but there's no like great whites right. rolling around. Exactly. All, we have orcas, the, the guardians of the ocean, to protect us. Mm-hmm. They never killed anyone. They literally have it. There's no reported uh, deaths from orca whale outside of captivity. <laughs> yeah. So, keep them out. <laughs> keep them out of captivity. That's what I say. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> uh, we got another voicemail here. This one's an interesting one. Let's, uh, let's take a listen. $28. In order to receive this offer, you must be 28 years of age and over and have a valid credit card in order to check into the resort. Oh. For more information, press 1 now. All right. Did she say 28? Yeah, you have to be over 28 years old. Damn! And have a valid credit card to check into the resort. I thought 25 was like the last age that you couldn't do stuff. I don't turn like, 28 for 11 days. I'll oh, never be able to redeem this offer. Never be able to redeem it? You'll never be able to. Are we camping on your birthday? Yeah. We are? Sunday. Oh, shit, man. It's time for birthday time. Yeah, except like Sunday, we're just gonna like pack up and go home. Yeah, I got a softball game. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you early. Thanks. Um, and then we got one more uh, email. This one comes to us uh, from let's see who who sent this. Ian sent this. He says, "Hey guys, I believe Jesse's drink that he was talking about on the last cast, an Arnold Palmer with vodka, is colloquially known as." The John Daly for the hard drinking, heavy smoking PGA Tour Pro. Swap in Everclear and you've got a happy Gilmore. Keep up the great work and get off my back and stay arrogant. Thank you, Ian, for clearing that up. I think that that is an apt name and I agree. Yeah, except I like um, the Arnie Palm with whiskey, though, not with vodka. Oh, okay. So the Arnold Palm with whiskey is a John Daly. The Arnie Palm with Everclear is the Happy Gilmore. No, the John Daly's with vodka. Right. That's what I meant. What did I say? You said with whiskey. Okay. So the that means who is another golfer that we can talk about here? Um I'm I'm thinking just we'll just go shooter McGavin. There you go. The adversary. What about um 
uh, the guy from Price is Right. Oh, Bobby. dude, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. If Bob, Bar- Bob Barker's got to have a, uh, he's got to have a, a drink already named after him. But yeah. if not, that that's a perfect Bob Barker. It's a punchy in the face. Yeah, exactly. Love it. All right, let's move on to our, our topics this week, Jesse. I'm very excited about our topics. So uh, we're going to start it off with a little bit of gaming. Here we go. Finish him. Okay, Jesse. So I sent you a link. Okay. Can you click on that link, please? Clicking on it now. It's loading. It's loading. Great pod. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what I did is I sent you a link to a game. Um, And that game is called uh, Gods Will Be Watching. Okay. And this is a game that I find extremely fascinating. Um, I saw a playthrough of this originally... Um, oh, there's a little sound effect going on. I like it. Um, there's, uh, so they, they did a playthrough of this originally. I, I saw a playthrough of this online. Apparently it's on Steam Early Access. But there's also a Flash version that you can get if you just go to www.deconstructteam.com slash game slash gods dash will dash will, oh, gods dash will dash be dash washing. So, or you can just search for gods will be watching and click on the first thing that comes up. Um, but Jesse, are you seeing the, the title screen? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. I just got click to start. Okay, cool. So basically what you need to do here, Jesse, is you need to keep all your people alive mm-hmm. and you need to... Even uh, Marvin the dog? Even Marvin the dog. I th- Actually, I don't think you need to keep Marvin the dog alive. All right. Um, Action one, Marvin, get on the fire pit. <laughs> so you need to keep, uh, so Marvin's good because he goes out and catches you food, but you uh, need to keep the fire going. Uh-huh. You need to keep everybody from not going crazy and running away. You well, I'm a psychiatrist, so that should help. Yes, because she can, she can treat everybody at once, but she also goes a little crazy. She's a, a little too close to the ammo box <laughs> for my comfort. Uh, you've also, also, the doctor is smoking. Yes. That, ironic Mm -hmm. also he's smoking right next to the ammo box right don't know how i feel about that uh so then you also have to fix the radio Mm. uh which is what the engineer is there for he's he's like got a robot you have the robot he's he you don't have to really worry about him and you have to keep the fire lit and the fire only stays lit for three days (laughs) wow that's a pretty good fire it's a pretty good fire but um so what you what you get you have four actions your first turn so uh, you're just going to start clicking and doing some actions. You got to get food. You got to create some antidotes. The doctor creates antidotes. You got to keep your people sane with the psychiatrist. And uh, and you got to fix that radio so that they come and, and rescue your team. And you have, I believe, 40 days to do it? Yeah, I think 40. Okay. So I, I want you to start playing through and, and uh, tell us what's going on. Great. Uh, there's a dude I can't really click on. Mm-hmm. In the middle. That's you. Oh, that's me. Yeah, so don't worry about that guy. Okay, uh, let's talk to the soldier first. Okay. He says, uh, oh, so I can talk or hunt. Yeah. Cost so- one to three bullets, 90% success, or kill? Yeah, so can you can also him? just straight up kill these people. Oh. And that's going to make everybody else go crazy, 
but it's also going to drastically reduce the amount of resources that you need. Oh, I get it. Well, let's see what the dog can do here. So the dog I can, can pet hunt. the dog. Right. Definitely action number one: pet the dog. Mark <laughs> says woof. I don't think that Off that actually costs an action. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> hunt costs zero bullets. Sixty percent success or kill. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so you the soldier and the dog can both hunt. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 soldier uses the ammunition, but he has a higher chance of catching meat. The dog doesn't use any ammunition, but he has a lower chance of catching meat. I have twenty six laser rounds left. Yep. So that's good. Yep. I gotta see what this uh, brand on can do. Let's do it. Uh, request inform. Yeah. So that he'll like let you basically know what the so this is a robot guy, right? Yeah. So he'll he'll be able to tell you. Uh, what? How how well the uh, radio is repaired? Mm, got to repair out of radio. fifty. Yeah, you got to repair that That's radio. Not good. All right, repair radio. The engineer should be more effective, but I'll do my best. Yeah. So the engineer repaired four percent of the radio. Yeah. Okay, so that was your first action. That's pretty good. And the engineer is really good at repairing the radio. That's basically all he's there for. How do I? Oh, let's look at my food. Yeah. I don't want to run out of food. Let's count stock. We have 30 rations of food. Okay. And I got one, two, three, four, five people. Does a, does a dog count against rations? Mm, I don't think so. And does a robot... Wait, can you kill the dog? Yes. He probably counts against rations then. Okay, uh, let's see what psychiatrist group therapy... Yep. All actions. Yeah, so the... <laughs> I just killed the psychiatrist. I don't need her. You did? Yes. Immediately? Yeah, why not? Oh, God, you're going to lose so bad. <laughs> uh, doctor, repair the radio. I'll see what I can do. All right. Engineer. Uh, let's get the dog to go hunt. Okay. That dog can hunt. Got six rations of food. Pretty good. It's going to last longer because I killed that stupid know-it-all, <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> doctor, I don't think I need you either. Are you, gonna, you killed him? Yeah. Oh Jesus! I thought you were to use four ac- four actions. Oh, I f- I forgot about the fireplace. Everyone froze during the night. <laughs> so you automatically lost. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, Jesse, I've never only played it and only survived zero days. So you've set a new record. That's a cheat, though. Yeah. I I feel pretty good about that playthrough. <laughs> So the crazy thing about this game is that is it, it is extremely hard. Okay, I don't know anybody who has actually beaten the first level. The 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 closest I got was 13 days left. Mm. Uh which was I felt like a huge accomplishment getting that deep. Uh because there's so many things that can go wrong and this game is super hard and this is like one level of this game. Mm. Gods will be watching. Um so it's suffice to say this is this is like one of my most anticipated games because it it incorporates a lot of things that I really enjoy. It incorpor- it incorporates brain bending puzzles. It incorporates point and click adventure. Uh it incorporates pixel graphics in like a cool stylized way. I like the skinny legs. Yeah. Um, and it has dogs. And that that's basically my kind of game. So <laughs> do you want to try it one more time? Yeah, I just reloaded it. I got the fireplace okay. going this time. So, and I just want to let people reiterate to people: this is a free game, and you don't even need to download it. It is browser based. Just search for "Gods Will Be Watching" and click on the first thing, and you can play this level. 
Alright, I got 6% of the radio. Okay. I'm just gonna, like, rush the radio with the engineer here. Like it. Don't forget the fire. It's already lit. Okay. I mean, it goes for three days, right? Yes. Okay. Repair radio. I'm gonna get that dog hunting. Cool. That dog can hunt. Yep. The music is really good. It's really good. Okay. 39 days left. Way to go, buddy. You've already beat your personal best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Repair radio. So the thing you have to watch is that there's no, like, gauges above the people showing you how sane they are, but they'll start to, like, rock back and forth or, like, move weirdly. Yeah, they're kind of... Yeah. look kind of nervous. That'll let you know that they are getting a little antsy. Okay. Send the dog hunting. Repair radio. Mm-hmm. And I guess group therapy. So you can't do that because that uses all your actions. Oh! So I thought you- it was like all remaining actions. No. So you could just chat with them, but it takes a full day to do group therapy. Let's see. He's It'll take about 15 days. Oh. I didn't get an action. Oh, Jesus. What happened? Oh, the uh, psychiatrist lady is wigging out. Yeah, okay, so you gotta talk to her. So click on her. Group therapy. Or just talk Talk. or group therapy? Just talk to her. Or you can do a group therapy and that'll do everybody. We trust you, Sarge. The morale is crucial in this situation. Try to keep the mood of the team by talking to them. Yep. So you could t- you could just talk to her if you want to target her individually, or if uh, everybody's wigging out, then you could do group therapy. I'm gonna add wood to the fire. Good, good call. All right, dog. See you, me, dog. I think I'm gonna kill everyone but the dog. <laughs> so if everybody dies but the dog, then you lose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so don't do that. So the other thing they have to watch here, and you have to you got to think about with the doctor. Is that if people are paralyzed, if they are not moving at all, then they have contracted a virus and they need an antidote in order to uh, counteract that virus or else they will die. So the only person who can make the antidote is the doctor. It's so, funny that you say that because the doctor's not moving. Yeah, so if he has the virus and he dies, and then you're SOL with the antidote. <laughs> Cure. What, what happened? Oh, I see. I must oh. have been caught by the Medusa virus. Thanks for saving me. Yep. That's good. Good call. So you're gonna yeah. want. So I think you get two antidotes to begin the game, but you're gonna want to create some more. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Let's get working on the. Uh oh. Oh, he was paralyzed too. <laughs> we'll need some meds to wake him up. Okay, prepare medicine. Who's paralyzed? The engineer. Oh shit! That goes your radio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I made a vaccine. Good job. Unfortunately, I'm an anti-vaxxer, so. (laughs) So, engineer, too bad. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do a group therapy this round, I think. Is everybody kind of waking out a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 35 days left. And uh, we're back to normal, I think. Okay. Why is my soldier like kneeling? Uh, he's so sometimes we sometimes group therapy doesn't completely bring them back to hundred percent sanity. Ah, jeez. Yeah. Well, so let's gets, get the uh, 
fire going. Good call. Is this good podcast? I can't tell. I think right. so, man. We're, we're basically twitching. We're twitch.podcast.com right now. I gotta, I gotta look at this uh, radio. I like it. I've been, I've been watching a ton of playthroughs online lately, and I find them extremely compelling. So radio we're repair, 21 out of 50. There you go. We're basically just doing the audio version. So people yeah. can play a video game while they are on their earphones, while playing a video game on their iPhones on the bus. You probably should be playing this game. Media right, and let's revolution. Send the dog out. Man, my dog's an awesome hunter. Yeah, is he is he doing well? He's pretty good. Oh jeez. Why is my psychiatrist constantly freaking out? Well, because she understands the true depths of the human mind. I guess. So when put in a situation of stark uh survivability, she is uh, a little bit uh un un unglued. Seems like a big wimp to me. <laughs> is everybody... 14 rations of food left. Not bad. That's good. That'll hold you a few days. Um, How much ammo do I have? I still have like 26 laser rounds. Yeah, so but... you're only going to use your ammo for hunting, or you might get attacked by bandits in the night, which will use up some of your ammo. Oh. And they steal some shit, too. Oh, bandits. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, continue with this radio repair. I'm just going to rush radio repair. Nice. What's your radio at? Um, do I have to repair the radio and uh, get to the 40th day? Or Yes. So repairing the radio enables endgame to occur because that tells this, this spaceship that you need to be picked up. Okay, but, I'm at 36 out of 50. Nice. Yeah, so, but you also don't have to have everybody survive. I think you only need to have two people survive, or even, might even only be one person survive. Oh no, my dog failed. Yeah, but once people start dying, then people start waking out hardcore. Oh, there's some spooky howling. Yep. What's that mean? Uh, just some wolves, probably, maybe some bandit attack. Did you get any prompts? Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay, soldier. Oh, you're paralyzed. <laughs> Good thing you made that antidote. Oh, wait, you used that on the engineer. Yeah, That's but it. I made another one. I give it to the soldier. And then I grab the soldier and tell him to go hunt. There you go. I am. Seven rations of food, baby. Wow. Engineer, stop wigging up, wigging out, and fix that radio. <laughs> oh, shoot, I forgot the fire. No, no. Oh. Did everybody die? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so that's the game, dude. Basically, you got to keep the plate spinning. The engineer <laughs> psychiatrist became mad and ran away. We probably won't meet again. Yeah. And everybody huh. froze to death? Or no? Hmm? And then I froze to death. Good, good. So, and well, that's interesting. As people die and as they run away, you get fewer and fewer actions. So oh. uh, if you only have two people left, you only get two actions. Bummer. Yeah. It's a I guess that explained why some turns I had four and some turns I had five actions. Oh, I didn't even know people that. people were paralyzed. Oh. Maybe that was it. Dude, that was a slick move, though, to unparalyze the hunter, then send him out to hunt in one yeah. day. Not, it, it, you created the antidote, then unparalyzed him, then sent him out to hunt. But there goes the fire. <laughs> yeah, we froze to death. So that's a great... I really like this game. I, I love how challenging it is, but it's not challenging in a time-based way like 
Faster Than Light is. Like, Faster Than Light to me was a little too hectic just because I, I just didn't, I feel like I didn't have enough time to get everything done. This one is very difficult, but you have all the time in the world to figure right. out your choices. No, that's a cool game. I'll have to play around with that some more. Yeah, it just felt browse- a little bit like the movie Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's uh and it's it's a sprawling sci-fi adventure. So right now there's only one level online, but uh I think that there's something on Steam Early Access and they're going to be releasing a full game. Like the level that I saw a playthrough of on Steam Early Access was uh it was like you're in a you're trying to hack into a spaceship but you have hostages and you and then there are like guys at soldiers at the door trying to come in and they want to like kill you but they don't want to come in because then you'll kill the hostages but if you kill too many hostages then they'll just come in anyway and then there's like a chill room that you could send people to it's basically you know a great game is a series of interesting choices and that's basically what all that this game is is a series of interesting choices right so i like it man i just wanted to socialize that a little bit and i especially want to get your hands on it because levi and i have both been playing it and, and uh we both like it so, I hope you get to Day Zero, man. I have not been able to. <laughs> it's real hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely want to play more of that. All right. So, that's uh, that's some gaming news. Let's, uh, let's move on to some science. If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs, is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago and i say yes right scott okay jesse this one uh we're gonna get a little doomsday i think it's it's good uh to follow god's will be watching (laughs) with this yeah but uh this is a report from npr uh last resort and last resort antibiotics in jeopardy as use rises globally so uh the total doses of antibiotics sold in clinics and pharmacies around the world rose 36 percent from 2000-2010, uh, the finding uh, published in The Lancet of Infectious Disease, and if anybody is not out there subscribing to this, The Lancet <laughs> of Infectious Disease, please, guys. Uh, really, really interesting read, and a great comic section. Uh, comes yeah. the first study to look at global antibiotic consumption in the 21st century. Seems like good news, right? The problem is, we're using way too much antibiotics. Right. Because we're going to run out, or because we're making, like, super bugs. Okay, so we're creating super antibiotics, and then the super antibiotics are being used more frequently. Right. And frankly, we're running out of antibiotics. So this event, 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 zombie apocalypse. That's all I'm saying. Well, we can just get the doctor. Oh, wait, I blasted him. You blasted him, man. You yeah, got rid of him. Yeah, I can see now why killing the doctor and psychiatrist would be a bad idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm really wondering, because I feel like in that game you have to kill somebody to win. But I don't know who to kill and when to kill them. Mm. I feel like it might be the dog. The dog. I don't understand why you need a robot. Well, but you can't, it doesn't matter. The robot doesn't matter. The robot's basically just there to tell you the status of things. Right. <laughs> this, this, by the way, this is a mark of a good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. Let's go, to, let's, let's keep talking about the game. I just feel like because the dog is the least obvious choice to kill. So I feel like maybe we should try to... No, it's to... the most obvious choice. No, it's the least because he gets you food for free. Oh, but I meant like from a humanitarian Right, from a humanitarian... I'm just saying in the game world, he gets you a resource for free. 
Maybe and... what you do is you um, <laughs> spam the doctor early on. Yeah, just for antibiotics. And get as much <laughs> antibiotics as you know you're going to need. Right. And then just blast him. Yeah. Like you did your job, doc. Blam. Yep. Then you use the engineer to build up a bunch of... Uh, build up the radio and then you blast him once the radio's built. Well, yeah, because like the radio... You had plenty of time. Like you almost had the radio done, and it, yeah. you were like in the in beginning stages. I feel like the radio needs to be the last thing you do. But I'm saying do it first, and then blast the. So you're saying do the doctor first, then do the radio. Not to mention, more people can work on the radio than the engineer. Right. So maybe yeah, you just robot. off the engineer right out right away. Mm. And and slowly climb the radio tr- ladder. <laughs> Yeah. See, mark of a good game. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I'm just saying, okay, so this is, a, this is a problem, and it's interesting to me because apparently, so the, the weird thing about this too is that this came out before the Ebola outbreak, and I'm not saying antibiotics can cure Ebola because apparently it's incurable, but I think that there's a real possibility of like a superbug happening. And we've had, uh, almost superbugs happen, bird flu, swine flu, which I got. Great flu, right. by the way. Top 10 flu. Swine flu. <laughs> it's way up there in the flus. Way up there in the flus. Um, but I don't know, man. It, it just kind of creeps me out in terms of antibiotics. Yeah, it's weird, though. Be- like, I guess the problem is because people don't take antibiotics as prescribed. Okay. They, they take the antibiotic until they feel better, and then they stop. Right. But you're supposed to continue taking it to thoroughly kill you know, whatever the infection is. Yep. But if you don't do that, then the then the survivor of the bacteria or whatever, they become antibiotic resistant because they learn how to fight it. Exactly. And that's how it gets screwy. And we make stronger and stronger antibiotics and end up creating stronger and stronger bugs right. in the meantime. It's very akin to the Defense Department. Eventually, eventually those super weapons fall into the hands of the other guys, and then you have to create more super weapons, and then yeah. you're going to create a super weapon uh, equilibrium because you're not going to be able to create any more super weapons. Yeah, so couldn't have said it better myself. We we all know. I don't know. I just thought this was a little bit interesting, and it became a little more interesting after uh, the other health concerns that are coming up on this world. Uh, if for the zombie people, you know, who might be playing Dead of Winter, might be playing Gods Will Be Watching. Uh, maybe you should be watching a little bit more antibiotics. Yeah, and uh, take them to completion, folks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, buddy, let's do some trivia. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna be doing Genius One Trivial Pursuits, uh, and I'm gonna be rolling a die to see which category we do this week. And it's a five. It's science and nature. Very apropos. There you go. All right, Jesse, here we go. This question is for you. What did Esquire name Ashhole of the Year for 1980? <laughs> We've had this one before. Okay, we did. I thought that was, I did, I don't remember it. I, I thought that was still hilarious. I can't remember though. I'm it's, gonna say Mount St. Helens. It's gotta be Mount St. Helens. I, I, uh, I, I already dug it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Mount St. Helens. Yeah, there you go. How could it not? I, I, don't know. What's it about, is. What's about St. Helens this summer? It was beautiful. Uh, this question's for me. What's the international radio code for the letter Q 
Oh, God. I feel like I should know this. I'm going to go Quasar. Yeah, I think that's it. I'll say Queen? Quebec. Oh, really? Which is weird because it's already... I mean, don't Canadians pronounce Quebec? Quebec? Like Quebec? I don't know. I'd have to ask a Blue yeah. Jays fan. Jesse, this question's for you. What is the only mammal that can't jump? Uh, I'm going to go with a walrus. <laughs> I'm going to go with a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Barely walruses can jump, and the only mammal that can't is the elephant. Not a jumper. Oh. Uh, all right, this question's for me. Well, like a whale can't. Well, whales can jump out of water. I guess that's true. I don't know. An elephant can't jump out of water. <laughs> uh, this question's for me. I'm going to need this to tie which south or which pole gets more sunlight, the North Pole or the South Pole. I'm going to go with the North Pole. Uh, let's say trick question. <laughs> it is, in fact, the North Pole. <laughs> tilted a little bit more toward the sun so that's a tie jesse which means it's time for a geography tiebreaker whoever is geographically closer to the answer will win this week jesse i'll let you answer first what is the largest city in latin america circa 1981 uh latin america largest city uh it's is mexico city I'll say that is that Latin America. I don't even know. I think it technically is Latin America. I was gonna say I that. I really don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go with Buenos Aires. <laughs> Mexico City is the answer. All right. Uh, you win everything this week. For some reason, I my eyes went down to science and nature. And the answer for that was drugs. <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> Jesse, you win this week, uh, and we have one more topic. This one comes to us from none other than EA President, uh, the EA or Chief Operating Officer. Um, so this is really interesting to me. So this comes from P- Peter Moore, and you know, I don't, I don't necessarily just want to shit on EA uh, because they are uh, a, a company that creates games that some people like, and they mostly ruin most of them. But that's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on them too much, but they are the most they make hated. Man, what's that? They make Madden. They do make Madden. Madden. They do make Madden. That's true. Um. So anyway, Peter Moore, uh, who's the COO, says that uh, core gamers are uncomfortable with change, and that's why EA isn't doing too well. <laughs> he says, "I think we're almost going into a golden age of gaming, where it doesn't matter." Where you are, at any time, any place, any price point, any amount of time, there's a game available to you. And our job as a company is to provide those game experiences. And then, on our big franchises, tie them all together. So, Jesse, this is the problem with Mass Effect, is that you didn't have a Mass Effect app that you could also play at any time. Oh, I thought he meant, like, they're going to do the Avengers, where you get, like... Richard Sherman and Mass Effect guy and Dragon Age guy. I like it. And all their other things that make a super game. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a problem with Mass Effect. That I couldn't play it on my app. Exactly. They, there, wasn't, iPad. there wasn't a Mass Effect app that you could play that, that coincided with your events in the game. 
it had nothing to do with the change. Yeah. So this is what it, he says. He says, uh, we are an industry, we as an industry have to embrace change. We can't be music. Because music said, what? screw you, you're going to buy a CD for sixteen ninety nine, and we're going to put 14 songs on there, two of which you care about, but you're going to buy our CD. Uh, creating music to sell is no longer a profitable concern. The business model has changed, and concerts, corporate concerts, merchandise, things like that, na- things of that nature, actually selling music is not a way of making money anymore except for a core group. Which, I, I guess? Yeah, I don't really understand what he's saying. I think that he's been to a few too many corporate concerts because he's the COO of EA. Right. Corporate concerts. I didn't know corporate concerts were a thing. Oh, they're a total thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to get Bismarck E to come play uh, uh, You Got What I Need at your corporate concert? It's only going to cost you like ten grand. Oh. Yeah, but every band has its price. That's the crazy thing. So, like... If you're down in Silicon Valley, you might go to a house party and Kid Rock's there. That's like the beginning of Silicon Valley, the TV show. Um, huh. So he says, as you know, I read all this stuff, and the, and it is the most intelligent commentary on the web that re- as regards games. Oh, what is he saying here? Sorry. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But every now and again, and you've seen me do it, somebody will come in there and say something stupid, and I think it's beneath the site itself and beneath the industry. Uh... What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Free to play mobile. Uh, I think core audience. Anyway, I don't know what he's talking about, but apparently he went right from music into that sentence. But so they, he's trying to say like microtransactions are the yes, way of the future. Microtransactions are the way of the future. That's what he's trying to say. Right. And he's not like he's faulting the in the music industry for selling a too expensive CD. Right. So, so presumably, like, they want to get away from, like, a $60 game and instead give you uh, the option to spend $60 within the game. Yeah, which is awful. And, and, he, and the, main, the main point here is that he says gamers are just too resistant to that change and they don't understand that that's actually what they want. Well, gamers are untrustworthy, are, uh, are skeptical because. If you dice it up like that, you can end up buying a game for $150 instead of $50, you know? Well, yeah, and, and basically from these microtransactions games, it's been revealed that really what they're waiting for are whales to come in and spend literally tens of thousands of dollars on the game. And that's like the bulk of the game profits. Which is crazy. It's insane. I, How does that ever happen? It happens because there are random people with a lot of money who get addicted to a game and don't care how much they spend on it. <laughs> well. That's what you want to build why, your industry around. Go for it. Exactly. Like, I don't know, man. So I talked about this earlier when I was talking about board games. And what I said is that I don't really like spending more than $50 on a game. It, if the game is $50, I got to love it to buy it. Uh-huh. it already. Um, and that's just where I am in my life. And, like, I don't buy a lot of video games. Video games are $60. Right. But, and what's... I mean... What obviously the industry is actually heading towards is more of uh, a, a method like Steam uses where, sure, we'll release it for $60. Right. But a year from now, maybe you'll be able to get it for 30 And well, then a year after that, maybe you'll be able to get it for $4.50. Exactly. And if you really want it right away, then you can spend the extra money and get it. And if you're willing to wait, then you can get 
in for a deal, just like anything else. Yeah, literally just like anything else. It's a crazy thing to me is that uh, video game price points from publishers end at $20 for console games. So, the, like, the cheapest a game will ever be is $20. Right. And that's if it's, like, a platinum hit or whatever. Right. Whereas Steam is like, screw that. We're going to have two sales a year. We're going to blow out the, blow out the, I don't know, hard drives. I don't know, the servers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're going to be able to get the game and all of the DLC for $9.99. Right. And, and I would deal. love to step into a brand new 2015 Kia Sorento. Exactly. But I'm willing to wait a couple of years and get it at a deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that's the thing that it would be I, funny though if like on Steam you get on Steam sale and you buy it and you know the game is I buy XCOM you know and it's two years old or whatever yeah and it has like someone else's save files and stuff. <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh it's a, it's used it's used I can I can see where someone used this kind of smells like a dog <laughs> yeah, got that dog smell fine, coming out of the uh, vents no. yeah but I mean that's that, that's just what I'm saying it's like. For some reason, people don't want to, or uh, these publishers do not want to embrace the success of the Steam, which is which is a total factor. And we and we talked about this. You know, I talked about how I was kind of shying away from the Steam box, and we got a bunch of feedback on that. That Eric, yes, you're paying more for a Steam box, and yes, you're going to have to upgrade it, but you're going to be able to get a game for four dollars, and you're never going to be able to do that on Xbox. Right. I bought La Noir for like two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. And it's one of those things, it's like, oh, that was a $60, you know, AAA game from right. Rockstar. Yep. And I'm going to buy, I still haven't played it or even downloaded it, <laughs> but I was like, I just want to be able to have that in case I want to be able to use it later, and it's so cheap, I'm going to grab it. Yeah, and they had a, they had a, a Steam um, Metrics uh, infographic that came out a while ago. Apparently, L.A. Noir was like the number one game that people bought that they did not play. <laughs> I still want to. Yeah, I, well, I bought that game. I bought it on Amazon used for Xbox 360, and it cost me about $14. But it, if I bought it for $2.50, and then I started playing it, it's like, right. if you want another clue, it's going to be $0.99. <laughs> cents. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, fuck, fuck this. this. Yeah. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. And if it was a thing where, like, like if I maxed out all the spending that I could do, with the microtransactions in the game, and it came to a grand total of $60, I would actually feel fine about that. Yeah. I, but I don't know. What but the, what they're doing is they're going to try and max it out at $400 or an infinite amount of money. Well, I, I have a major problem with that. And my major problem with that is that video games are saying, hey, we are different than every other form of entertainment in that yeah. regard. Because every other form of entertainment, I didn't have to go to the Mariners game on Monday and pay for the first three innings, and then they asked me if I want to stay for another inning, it's going to be another $10. Or I didn't go <laughs> to iTunes and, you know... And, and, and What if they could, though? Like, if they could <laughs> kick everyone out in the ninth inning when it's a tie game and charge them <laughs> an extra ticket, they would. Uh, not really, because they're all about getting people... They're about getting butts in the seats, and then the people spend the money once they get there. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're getting... that's just, so that's a microtransaction. 
I You're like, so. okay, I'll go see the game. I guess so. It'll be seven fifty so. for a, a seat. Oh, you want a beer? That's gonna be nine dollars. Yeah, I guess. You want right. a Mariner sock? That's twelve fifty. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's a form of microtransactions. But like a movie, I don't know. I guess is that what this is? Is this selling concessions for games in your home? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. When I when I uh, when I rent a movie on Amazon Prime, I pay a flat rate and I get the whole damn movie. Right. And I mean, yes, granted, I'm not getting a, a 12 or 20 hour or 40 hour game. I'm getting a two to three hour experience from that, but at least I buy it and I got it. I mean, I don't know. That's what I, I think that honestly, I don't like it. And I actually, I refuse to buy EA games. Yeah. Because I hate their company so much. I, I'm, you know, I just don't, I don't support them anymore because of that. Well, and I think that this plays, I don't, like I said, I don't want to just shit on EA, but it plays to the reason why gamers hate EA is because EA apparently hates gamers. <laughs> like, I don't understand why they can't understand their audience. They, time and time again, they've, they've abandoned their audience for some random, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, words coming up, uh, lately that the new Sims game, and I've never played Sims, but I know there are people out there who really like Sims. It's being built on the SimCity engine, which means that, like, they're not even going to have cars in it. Like they're 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 the the sequel to The Sims is going to be worse than the previous version because they're trying to build it on a different engine. The thing is, they keep getting away with it. Yeah. So they they don't learn their lesson because they keep getting away with it. I guess. I don't know, man. So everyone has to be a hero like me (laughs) and boycott. Did you boycott them after Mass Effect? Because I knew you were really into Mass Effect. I think I bought. Madden. Oh, that's true. After that, but uh, uh, it, it's just more and more of this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have and to. I don't mind. I don't mind what they did to Mass Effect. I didn't like it, but it seemed like everyone else did. Yep. So, I mean, that's just me being a curmudgeon. If I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> everyone else loves it, but it's different, and I hate it." Yeah. So. But it, it's more of the stuff that they do with the microtransactions and like the Sim City launch debacle and all this. Like it's just been like a compiling of evidence against them. Where I'm like, well, I guess I just can't buy their games anymore because they're bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to buy Madden, but that's only because Richard. I know you, on well, the your cover. man Sherman's on the cover. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get to the Facebook roundup this week. Each week on our Facebook page. Uh, we say, hey guys, what do you want us to talk about? And then we talk about it in a segment that we call the Facebook Roundup. Uh, so you can find us, uh, just go to Facebook and look for Personal Arrogance. Um, and let's go to that now. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to the link. Oh, geez, you blew it up again. You blew it up again, guys. Uh, David says, happy 100th Bald Move episode. Which That's I just crazy. Realized. Yeah, 100 episodes on the Bald Move Network as of this episode. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, your Mariners are tied for the wild card and the, and it's NFL training camp. Exciting times must be out there. Uh, I know we are excited about football here in Western New York. I believe that's, he, he was for the Toronto, uh, Bills. Or I'm sorry, the Buffalo Bills. Burn. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I, I'm just excited that the Mariners are in it again, but I, I'm the only Mariners fan on this podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, NFL training camp is nerve wracking. It's especially Percy Harvin like limped off the field the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, fine. I feel like he just should not uh, practice at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you'll be fun. Just get out yeah. there, do your thing. Run on a treadmill and then go out there and play the games. That's yeah, exactly. the only things you need to do. Show up at the mall at like 5.30 a.m., uh-huh. grab a walker, yep. and walk around with all the other old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay in shape. Don't risk it. Don't get too competitive with Ethel. We all know she likes to make it to the KB Toys first. Right. But just take it easy, Percy. I love this idea of this reality show of Percy Harvin and the walkers. <laughs> the ball walker. The mall walkers. Uh, that's awesome. Um, what else we got? Uh, Nick says poop. The, the best party is he has the least ostentatious ring. Yeah. Like, he wears his football, his Super Bowl ring. Uh huh. But it's still, like, the least ostentatious <laughs> of all the jewelry going on there. Love it. <laughs> Uh, Nick wants to talk about poop. I think we talk about poop enough. <laughs> uh, Mike says, what actors would be cast as Eric and Jesse the biopic of your lives? This falls right in with casting a shadow. Um, so, uh, your, your guy would obviously be Michael Sarah. Right. But I feel like I, in retrospect, I might be more of a Jesse Eisenberg. No, Jordy's Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Yeah. You're, Jordy's you're, Jesse. you're Michael Sarah. I'm Jordy LaForge. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, people chimed on on who I should be, so I guess we'll get to that. Anthony says ghost stories. Jesse, you believe in ghosts. Tell us a ghost story. Uh, it was dark and ghostly night. Mm-hmm. Ghosts were all about ghosting. <laughs> hither and fro. fro. <laughs> you gotta love a, a word that is a noun and a verb. <laughs> many many spooks were had. Is it spooked Yeah. Yeah. Spooked you good. Yes, picked good. Uh, Rolo says Jason Siegel would be Eric, except for Jason Siegel isn't too famous to accept friend requests. <laughs> Jesus. Apparently, he's okay. So everybody, uh, friend requests Jason Siegel, and then the second <laughs> thing here is Matthew Lillard for Jesse, except Matthew Lillard isn't famous. You know who Matthew Lillard is? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. Do a quick Gmail. I mean, a okay. G, to a, a Google, a Google. <laughs> Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't really see it. Maybe like the young... It's also 44. Yeah. (laughs) He's Jordy 4. (laughs) Jordy LaForge. Uh... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's just a little old, I think. But maybe, maybe you're, maybe you have that, uh, that 100 yard stare, man. You are the old man. Hundred yards there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gollum Arcana from Bob Ball, uh, Bob Ball from the Word Rango podcast says, "Gollum Arcana." Apparently, this is a Kickstarter that came out, but I did not click. I did not. Uh, I did not do it. Well, I did not get on that one. It's from Hairbrain Scre- Schemes. Apparently, it is a uh, a board game from Hairbrain's Hairbrain Schemes. It does look cool. It's like, there's like minis. Oh yeah, it's like the. I think I talked about this. It's like the mini thing with the pen. It looks pretty cool, actually. If they have this at PAX, I want to play it. It's like Jeez. a mini game, but everything is run on an app with oh. a pen. So you like touch your pen on the mini, and then it'll like give you all your stats and stuff. Is app like a part of an apple? Exactly. Okay. It's really the the core. It's like the core of an gameplay. The app is the core g- gameplay. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what else we got? Josh Borrego says, over under on Russian Wilson TD passes this year, 23.5. Total TDs, 27.5. Uh, that sounds good to me. I don't think he's going to get three rushing touchdowns. Oh, I think he will. Uh, three I, over 16 games? I, I, I think you see a lot, a lot more of I, Russell Wilson in the pocket this year. I would say that uh, Russell Wilson will get more than 23.5 passing touches because he got like 27 his rookie season right I, th- uh, I don't I don't have those stats off the top of my head but I'll take over on that okay James Patterson James, James Passion says drop in the gl- glottal T Eric would be played by Jason Siegel once again Jason Siegel for me uh, just, he's the guy from How I Met Your Mother no yeah yeah, yeah, he is. yeah he is yeah. I don't see that at all I don't know it's, he's I, way too chubby I guess because I'm, I'm tall yeah, no, I don't like that one. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Eric would be played by Jason Siegel. Would you rather get the flesh-eating bacteria or the brain-eating amoeba? Also, you should do an edition of Jesse Science Corner about the water bear, which is the most badass, micro- badass micro- microorganism ever. Water bears are awesome. I'll have to check that out. They can literally survive in outer space. They sent them up to outer space, and they can survive in outer space. They don't need air, and they, they can survive in, in every any temperature. They can withstand radiation. It's crazy. They're awesome. Why don't we just blast these things all over the universe? Well, that's kind of the idea, is that there's a hypothesis that they came here from another planet. Panspermia and stuff. Exactly. Uh, but also, I take the brain-eating amoeba any day over flesh-eating uh, I'll take flesh-eating. I don't want my brain eaten. They're, bo- they're both... Fatal. This is the idea, right? Yeah, I still take the flesh eating one. Well, I'd go at with the At least I'm with it the whole time. I'd, if also, I'm dying, I'd, why would you want to be with it if you're dying? Because uh, I want to experience every precious moment that remains. I petition that we rename panspermia panovamia. Like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, just <laughs> Eric says, as it is currently Shark Week, Justin Eric, what's your favorite shark? Easily whale shark. Hammerhead. Uh, Mitch says, best midnight snack. Best snack while gaming. I feel like all my posts are about food, but I'm okay with that. Best midnight snack. Cold pizza. Cold pizza is good. I was just going to do a glass of milk, but I don't know if that's a snack. Hmm. I'm going to allow it. Okay. Uh, that's a good answer. Uh, and then best snack while gaming. I'm going to go. T- hot, <sighs> hot pizza. Are we doing video gaming or board gaming? Board game. I like just some good old tortilla chips with guacamole because guacamole doesn't drip like I, salsa. That's one of the things that annoys me about the rest of the Jacob's Conspiracy. What? You guys like the tortilla chips. Who eats plain tortilla chips? I love them. I could eat them plain all day. Ugh, the other thing sucks. is that they're so... Potato su- chips are so much better. <laughs> they're so salty and starchy that the next morning when you have a hangover, you can just eat them for breakfast and they'll like replenish your electrolytes. I know, and you can do it. It drives me bananas. <laughs> they are delicious. Ugh, yeah. yeah. You guys will show up with like tortilla chips and like the queso in yep. the little jar that's yep. warm. Yep. Oh, Farm City. <laughs> I... I'm also pretty sure of however many 10 years plus 15 years that I've known you guys. It's been going on the entire time, and you guys have probably never, never noticed know. I've never <laughs> once eaten them. 
<laughs> Never once. Never once eat the tortilla chips oh, and queso. That's so funny. You know, actually, my favorite gaming stack, and this has happened a couple of times at your at your parents' house, is the Azteca. Oh, um, the Fiesta the platter. The Fiesta platter to go. That's hard to beat. It's super hard to beat. The taquitos alone are worth it. Fancy oh, yeah. bladder is the best gaming snack. Absolutely. Um, it's a meal for eight people. <laughs> what a great snack. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. I do love it. David says, uh, re- report, prospective NHL owner reaches non-binding agreement with Seattle Arena developer. This is very exciting, but I really don't think they're going to build an arena here unless the Sonics come back. I'm just going to be pissed if they blow the name for the hockey team. Yeah. They'll do something stupid. Well, I mean, the, the Sockeye... Seattle Puget Sounds. Ugh. The Sockeye is, is apparently gaining a lot of traction because they, they had a thing on Reddit. They were like, if Seattle gets a, a hockey team, what, this, what should they be called? Sockeye was number one. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, So it's gaining traction, but also like they might just be the Metropolitans because that is the original hockey team here. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, and they did. The Metropolitans did win the Stanley Cup in like 1908. Yep. First American team to do so. Damn. Take that, Blue Jays fans. <laughs> Malcolm. You'll never be the first American team to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Blue Jays fans. <laughs> Malcolm says trivia night without looking. Two questions. One. Uh, which actors in American Hustle were nominated for Best Kiss at the MTV Awards? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Easy. That one's simple. Name these TV shows as the debut. What? Name these TV shows as the debut. I think it's put them in order. Oh. 2023's Company, 21 Jump Street, 90210. I think I got this. Three's Company, 21 Jump Street, 2020, 90210. There you go. I think I got that, Malcolm. Um, oh, I get it. It's the numbers. Exactly. Uh, Bobby says, favorite Robin Williams movie. Hmm, this one's tough. Birdcage. Oh, Birdcage is so good. Oh, Birdcage is good. Um, you know, from, from my childhood, because, like, so formative for my childhood, I would have to say Jubanji, just because I got super into that movie for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I'll take Hook over Jumanji, personally. I just love Jumanji. I bought the board game. I was super into it. Um, and finally, Josh Perigo says, Millennium Man. Don't know what that means. Is that a... Oh, that is a... Is that, that's a Robin Williams movie, isn't it? Okay. I think that's the one where he was the robot. Haven't seen that one. Anyway, that's our Facebook roundup this week. Um, I think he was trying to say Bicentennial Man. Which is the, which is a Robin Williams movie. <laughs> just, just 800 years short of Millennium Man. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a sequel in the future. Exactly. That's the fifth one. To yeah. Man. Exactly. Uh, so let's get to Bald Move, guys. Uh, baldmove.com. So much stuff happening right now. There's a True Blood podcast. There's a Leftovers podcast. There's Up Yours Downstairs. There's Orange is the New Cast. There's the Because Show. There's Breaking Good. They're going back and, and doing the first season of Breaking Bad. So find that stuff on baldmove.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, guys, send us an email, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-362-0024. Follow us on Twitter, at Personal Podcast. Uh, and, uh, and get us on Facebook. We are at the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. 
which is where you can uh, be a part of the Facebook Roundup. And we just got over 300 likes, which is awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Super cool. And we're also on the Bald Move Facebook page, which has way more than 300 likes, but we're there as well. Um, Jesse Recos. Um, just get some good sleep, man. Wear your seatbelt and uh, eat healthy. Delicious, wonderful. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna say go to PAX, guys. Once again, PAX it up. If you're if you're gonna be in Seattle, let us know, and uh, we'd love to hang out with you. Totally. All right, guys. So that's the show this week, Jesse. Uh, thanks so much once again. And until next time, remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, please stay, stay arrogant, Roger Dotsy. <laughs> Boop, <laughs> boop,